Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosey Radio Show. You've reached the, sh- the man cave. This is the man Motormouth Mosey. You can call in if you got questions at 347-945-7975. We got football. We got football. NFL starts. NCAA has already kicked in over the last couple of weekends. But today we've got full-on, full-fledged NFL football. Life is good. We're going to get into today's games. Uh, go over a little bit of the highlights, and then we're going to have some callers call in. We'll discuss some games if that's what they want to do. But we'll also uh, have a, a guest co-host. I believe my man Zach uh, from Florida by way of Nebraska will be calling in with his preview of tonight's prime time game from AT&T Stadium, Dallas Cowboys versus the football giants. Of New York. So, yes, we've got great football. Again, looking for some sponsors, looking for some ads. If you're interested, give us a call, link in, log on, hit us up. We can get some things going, get your product, get your services uh, broadcast all over the country. But uh, let's talk about some of today's games. You had Kansas City Chiefs beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-2. I'm going to call it right now. Jacksonville will suck. They will be the worst team in NFL football this year. If they get a win, it may be lucky. They may have to steal it. Seattle, in a surprisingly close and probably boring game to watch, defeated the Carolina Panthers 12-7. Tennessee Titans defeated Pittsburgh Steelers 16-9. One of the low points of that game was uh, offensive linemen for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Marquise Pouncey tore his ACL and MCL and will be lost for the season. That's kind of disheartening for the Steelers. They've already been banged up, especially at running back. I think they had to lower themselves all the way to a point where they signed Felix Jones from formerly of Dallas, formerly of Philly. They drafted and they traded for him. So that team is pretty banged up. There was nothing real prominent about that game, nothing exciting. Uh, But in a game that was surprisingly exciting at the end was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New York Jets, led by rookie quarterback Geno Smith out of West Virginia. Tampa Bay took a lead going in late, I believe, with, uh, let me see, Tampa Bay took the lead with less than a minute to go, kicked the ball off. Geno Smith from the Jets led the team uh, down the field, went on a little scamper for about 15 yards, and as he was going out of bounds, Levante Davis of the Buccaneers picked up a personal foul, hit him late out of bounds, so that moved the ball from the 45 to the 30. Subsequently, in a game where you have the lead with less than a minute to go, in fact, with less than a minute to go, Tampa Bay found a way to lose. Heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. So the Jets take that game. Geno Smith gets his first NFL win as a quarterback, 
with a score of 18 and 17. Then you got your Atlanta Falcons, who went down to New Orleans, and the whole city of Atlanta was rocking and shocking and getting ready for the game and all excited. Church members were all wearing the red and black, talking smack. Went down to New Orleans and got pimped. Sean Payton returned, showed him that there's a new sheriff back in town. And I guess it's not, not that there's a new sheriff. It's kind of like what L.L. said. Don't call it a comeback. He's been there for years. Uh, New, York, New Orleans beat Atlanta 17-23. to Very exciting game. Very well played. Got down to the last drive. Atlanta has the ball in New Orleans' red zone, about to take the lead. Two consecutive incompletions by Matty Ryan. One to Steven Jackson. A somewhat difficult play. Should have been a better pass. And then a ball bounced off of uh, Tony Gonzalez's hands, Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez's hands, for an interception. You might want to think about going through training camp. You might want to think about forming some type of bond with your quarterback. <clears throat> but Tony didn't, and they lost. So Falcons rolling one. Fans will be talking smack, but it's, uh, it is what it is. Then you have Cincinnati. 21, Chicago 24, and Mark Tress in his debut. New head coach replaced Levy Smith after a 10 and 6 season. Replaced Levy Smith. Miami beat 20, beat Cleveland 23 to 10, which probably was the boringest game to watch of two teams that probably won't be going anywhere all year long. New Orleans played Buffalo in a battle of East Coast Northern Northeast Coast teams. 23 to 10, 23 to 21, uh, field goal by Steven Goskowski. Um, was actually surprised that game was that close. Absolutely surprised. Um, in the Raider game, the poor Raiders, the poor Raiders, they were up late, driving. They were actually driving to take the lead late in the game. Terrell Pryor, second-year quarterback out of Ohio State, took over, won, won the quarterback battle in preseason. They're driving the ball to take the lead. Deep inside Indianapolis territory, throws an interception on a very, very bad decision. Played an excellent game, rushed for 100, over 100 yards, had, you know, it was 19 for 29 in passing, a couple of picks, but he was having a pretty decent game but threw a very ill-advised pass uh, to virtually cinch the game for Indianapolis Colts led by Andrew Luck. So the Colts win it 21-17. Raider fans, don't give up on this kid. Don't give up on this kid prior. He's got some talent. He's got some ability. He needs to learn how to manage a game. Absolutely. You're right. Does he make bad decisions? Absolutely. Yes, he does. But he's raw and he's young. Don't give up on him. He's not Demarcus Russell. He's actually a decent quarterback, and he can do some things for you. And in a game that, that actually shocked me a little bit, I was kind of surprised, uh, and it was somewhat misleading to the uh, many, uh, many Minnesota Vikings fans. It was kind of misleading. Detroit gets the opening kickoff, drives the ball down the field, kicks a field goal, and misses it. Could take the lead, could make a statement, missed the field goal, chip shot. Very first place from scrimmage, Palestine, Texas, University of Oklahoma University's own 
Adrian Peterson takes the first snap, goes 78 yards for a touchdown. Right now you're thinking, okay, here comes his 2,000-yard season again. He's going to break the record. The man finished with 93 yards rushing for the rest of the day. So that means he went 17 carries for 15 yards. Very misleading, very disappointing. Uh, for all you fantasy geeks, uh, I guess you probably shot your lot early. Detroit 34, Minnesota 24. Now, as I said, the highlight of the day, the feature game of the day, will be the Dallas Cowboys versus the New York football Giants. But currently, there are games still in play. There are teams still battling. Right now, you've got the Arizona Cardinals, 17, St. Louis Louis Rams, 13. Ooh, Arizona just scored. Make that 24-13. Not surprising. Carson Palmer may be the MVP this year just for the difference that he makes on that team. They've got some great skill players. They just have never had a quarterback who could pull the trigger. Beware NFC West. Beware Seattle Seahawks. Beware San Francisco 49ers. Arizona Cardinals, they're for real people. And also, Green Bay Packers and the 49ers are still playing. 21-14, San Francisco. Good games for the afternoon games, but nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing like what's going to be happening this evening at AT&T Stadium with the Dallas Cowboys playing against the New York football Giants. On the show, we've got Zach from Florida, out of way of Nebraska. Going to call in, going to talk to us about a little bit what's going to happen tonight. Zach, are you there? I'm here. Long time no talk, buddy. Great hearing from you. Thanks for calling in the show. No one does it like you do. You do an absolutely fantastic job of talking football, especially Cowboy football. Give us your breakdown real quickly of what we're going to see tonight in this game. What we're going to see, we're going to see a lot of Terrence Williams. We're going to see a lot of Miles Austin. Uh, You know, I don't expect a a huge game from Des Bryant. Uh, You know, the Giants are going to be double covering him. Uh, You know, I I look for Romo to be passing to uh, Witten, to Williams, and to Austin. Uh, most of the night, I look for, uh, you know, I'm looking for and hoping for a very good rushing attack. I think that uh, Callahan has, uh, you know, he's taken over the reins as far as the offensive play calling, and I'm looking for some, looking for some running, running plays more often than we have seen in the past. I'm also looking for uh, Romo to spread the ball around. Uh, I think Escobar is going to be in the mix. I think uh, Harris is going to be in the mix. But more importantly, we're going to see a lot of Terrence Williams and a lot of Austin because I don't think the Giants have what it takes on the defensive side of the football to cover all of our weapons. I'd have to agree with you. I think that we're absolutely lethal out there. As long as we can stay healthy, we've got five, we're, we're definitely at least five deep at the wide receiver position and four deep at the tight end position. We did have some transactions in the offseason where we picked up some players. Uh, as you stated, some of the biggest changes on this team this year will be on the sidelines where we've got uh, some change, uh, changing of the guard to some degree. We've got Jason Garrett being more of a game manager than a offensive coordinator. We've got uh, well, a, a game manager more than an offense manager. 
because we're going to be having uh, Callahan Paul plays, but we've also uh, made a change on the sidelines with our defense, with Monty Kiffin now taking over. Him and Marinelli have this defense playing a type of football that I haven't seen in years. They're hustling, they're scrambling, they're trying to get turnovers. It is a focus of this team. I think that the New York football giants uh, are a little bit banged up on offense and defense. They've lost some quality players, and I think if we play to the caliber that we're capable of, if we play to the caliber that we're capable of, I believe that this is a 14-point win at least for us. Uh, I'm not sure if I totally agree with you on the Daz Bryant call. I, I don't think that they can afford the double team because we have so many talented players. Uh, I believe either Miles or Terrence Williams uh, could tear them apart given the opportunity. I do believe, as you stated earlier, that a commitment to the running game will be paramount and will be exemplified tonight. Uh, I believe that the pickup that we just had, I believe, with Brian Waters, former all-pro guard, puts us over the edge. I don't know how much of the offense he's been able to pick up or how similar it is to what he's done in the past, but I definitely believe that a running, a committed running game with DeMarco Murray, Joseph Randall, uh, I believe Lance Dunbar is uh, out for this game, but yeah, then you add out. in uh, Philip Tanner. Uh, I believe that we definitely uh, have the capability of being a dominant offense, and as long as we're not as predictable as we've been in the past, we've got an opportunity to do something special. Now, I I, I think that uh, if you look at our guards, Brian Waters even this late in his career and being out of football for a year, he he's our best guard. No matter what, no matter what you look at, he he's better than li- you know Living's. Of course, he was released already. He's better than Thank Larry. Goodness. He's better than Bernardo. Okay, uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, I'm a KC native. I've watched Brian Waters for years. Um, Brian Waters is a very excellent player, and he he will continue that. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about uh, what he's been doing in the off season. He's been working out. He's been keeping his body in shape. Uh, there's a reason he didn't return to the Patriots. Um, he's he's a Texas native, okay. So he, I, and is is I'm getting older, and I, I see that he's getting older. I I, I would want to play closer to home too, and Cowboys Stadium is closer to his, or or I say. AT&T Stadium is closer to his home than the Patriots, and that's why he did not return. Um, I also believe that on defense, uh, we definitely have some issues on the defensive line, but I think that we can overcome them. Uh, you know, obviously Ratliff is out this uh, this week, uh, and for I'm not too I'm not too sure how many more weeks after this, but uh, I know he was placed on IR. Uh, we, we've got some issues on D-line, but... Well, I I believe if you're placed on IR at the beginning of the season, you're not even available to the team until week six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that definitely should give him enough time to heal up properly, and ideally, uh, with some of the pickups that we've had over the last couple of days, uh, and with some of the players that we have already in-house, it gives them an opportunity to step up and show their worth. Uh, and I, I, I have faith in some of the young guys that we have. 
Now, people who are listening in, this show has been dominated by talk of the Cowboys only because I put out word that if someone was interested in coming in and talking on behalf of the New York football giants, I gave them every opportunity to come in and do a preview. Uh, As I stated earlier, I think the Giants will be competitive. As long as you've got Eli Manning at quarterback, it pains me to say that you have an opportunity to do well. Uh, Victor Cruz is still one of the top receivers in the league. Um, He's healthy again. Uh, Hakeem Nix, uh, they lost Bennett to, I believe, the Chicago Bears. But uh, don't don't get it twisted. Although the uh, Giants may be going through a rough patch. They always, for some odd reason, they seem to start the season a little bit rocky, and for some, uh, uh, Coughlin has always found a way to make them extremely competitive. So although I am very optimistic and uh, maybe somewhat naive as to what we can do tonight, uh, don't get it twisted. The New York football giants will come to play. They have won, I believe, the last six games that they've played in Dallas, and all four games, that they've played in what is now known as AT&T Stadium. We have not protected our turf like we should. Um, And that has been brought into prominence over this week. Again, folks, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. If you're you're, uh, listening on the Internet and want to call in with something to say, you can call us up at 347-945-7975. We can talk about some of the earlier games if you're interested, or we'll continue talking about the Cowboys. We can talk about a little college football, some great games over the weekend. You had the South Carolina Gamecocks going to Athens, playing between the hedges, and got smacked around by the Bulldogs. Great bounce-back game by uh, uh, Coach White and uh, quarterback Murray for the Bulldogs. Saw Michigan smack around Notre Dame, which is always a good thing. Whenever Notre Dame loses, it's a good thing in my world. So if there's some other things you want to talk about, people, log on, pose your question, call in, ask us. But uh, we'll get back to tonight's game. Do you have a prediction for tonight's game, Zach? What, you, what, what kind of score are we looking at? Are we looking at a low-scoring defensive struggle, or are we looking at a high-powered offensive barrage? I'm looking at 28-21 Dallas Cowboys win. Cowboys win. Cowboys win. Now, that would be nice. Um, it seemed like this is one of those series, especially when we start off the season playing one another, that the visiting team has won over the last few years. I know it's been that case over the last at least three years. Uh, hopefully we can change that trend tonight and have the boys step up. Uh, other than what happened on the sidelines with, with the reorganization and getting rid of uh, Rob Ryan. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Rob Ryan going down to the New Orleans Saints, smacking up on the Atlanta Falcons as their new defensive coordinator. I'm telling you, that team is to be reckoned with. Uh, were there any games early today, Zach, that you were able to uh, catch wind of that either uh, caught your eye, uh, uh, turned out a little bit different, or uh, was what you would consider an upset of any of the earlier games today? I. You know, I watched uh, quite a few of the games. Um, I think that uh, the the Buffalo Bills and what they were able to do against the the Pats um, surprised me the most of all the games. Uh, E.J. Manuel played really well. Uh, The Buffalo Bills played defense better than I have seen them do in the past. 
and uh, I, you know, I really look forward to seeing what they can do in the AFC in the future, um, especially against teams like the Patriots, um, you know, the Ravens, the, the Steelers. I, I think they've done really well. Um, I think they're coming. They've come along, and they've got a lot of pieces in place. Now, can they continue that? We'll 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 see. But uh, the Bills surprised me the most this week. Week one, I go, go along. They definitely, they definitely. Uh, uh, when I saw that score, I didn't get to watch much of it either. But when I saw that score pop up, I was kind of shocked that it would, that it ended up being such a close game, and it took a last minute field goal by Goskowski to uh, you know, seal the victory. Uh, that game, absolutely right. I'd agree that that was definitely one of the games that um, I would consider a, a near upset. Um, the game that caught my eye personally was the Kansas City Chiefs. The game that was of note to me was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Jacksonville, like I said earlier in the show, I believe will probably be the worst team in the NFL this year. I think they've got problems up and down their sideline, up and down their team. Uh, so they, they're really not a good judge. But I was very impressed with uh, Andy Reid was able to put together with the Kansas City Chiefs, a 28-2 victory. Uh, over anybody in this league is still a pretty uh, resounding, uh, embarrassing win to go into Jacksonville and beat them 28 to, to 2. Um, and, and as I said on earlier shows, I would, I would tend to believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will hold the biggest turnaround for any team from last year to this year. They were 2-14 two and, two and last year, but they had eight Pro Bowlers. So it was a talented team yeah. that just couldn't put it together. You add that with picking up Alex Smith, at quarterback. Now uh, Dwayne Bowe has somebody who can throw him the ball. You've got Jamal Charles in the backfield. You've got numerous great players, Eric Berry on their defense. I, I would be surprised if they didn't have a, a seven or eight victory turnaround uh, from last year. So that, that's my team that, that kind of caught my eye. Um, over the earlier games, uh, you might right be surprised, now, Mosley, but I've picked them to go ten and six. <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I definitely would agree with that. I would I would not be surprised I re- at all. I really believe they do ten and six. I really uh, believe some it. Real quick, real quick score updates uh, in the in the uh, later afternoon games. We've got Arizona twenty four. St. Louis is making a game out of it. It's twenty four twenty one with twelve fifty six left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Green Bay and San Francisco knotted up at 21 with 112 left in the third quarter. That can't be a surprise to anybody. You knew that was going to be a knockdown, drag out, great opening weekend game. Uh, two teams that actually have the, the, the potential to be not only in the Super Bowl but to win it all. So that would be a great, uh, interesting game to see turned around, uh, see uh, the outcome of it. As for uh, the late night game, uh, in fact, we have a, a two games Monday night that I have uh, embarrassingly forgotten to mention, but we've got uh, Philadelphia versus Washington, which I think will be a great NFC battle. You've got Michael Vick playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. You've got uh, uh, RG3 uh, playing quarterback for the Washington Redskins, as long as his coach doesn't sabotage him. And then for the late Monday night game, since we have a Monday night doubleheader, You've got Houston versus San Diego. 
San Diego will struggle this year. I think Houston will go there and dominate them. And I also want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Thursday night's game, which actually kicked off the NFL season, the Denver Broncos playing against the Baltimore Ravens, which was actually a pretty good game for about a half. And then uh, I think that Peyton Manning decided he was playing Madden 25 and had an unbelievably spectacular uh, uh, evening. Uh, I believe he threw seven touchdowns. Uh, uh, it was 27 for 42 for 462 yards. <laughs> Average play was 11 yards through seven touchdowns. Uh, no INTs. If you tell me that wasn't a perfect game played by a quarterback, I don't know what is. I don't know how it can get any better. Uh, Joe Flacco was no slouch that night. He was 34 for 64 for 362. But someone a long time ago said if a quarterback throws over 50 times in a game, they're not going to win. Uh, yeah. And that was the case there. Those two interceptions definitely hurt uh, the Ravens. They paid $100 million uh, to Flacco in the offseason. I hope our $100 million baby uh, doesn't have a night like that, but has a game more like what Peyton did. But as I said, we are back uh, talking about the uh, the game tonight. Uh, I know that there are, there are some cowboy subjects that you and I don't see eye to eye on. <laughs> yeah. But 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 I, but one thing that we do have in common is I, I both devoted love for the Dallas Cowboys. And again, people, if you're listening in and you're wondering why we're talking about the Cowboys and not talking about both teams, well, uh, we did touch on the Giants a little bit, and I wanted to have someone on to talk to. Uh, the off-season ongoings of the New York football giants, but nobody volunteered. And uh, so I did what I could, talked about them a little bit, but uh, everyone knows that my devotion is to the Cowboys. So this has turned into more of a Cowboy show. We're on the phone with Zach B. from lovely, sunny Florida by way of Nebraska. How did your Cornhuskers do, by the way? I know you're a big Husker fan. How did your Huskers do this weekend? They actually, they uh, they played pretty good. Uh, they they beat Southern Miss uh, pretty bad the other night. I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't really, after the second half, I didn't really keep up with them. But uh, they stomped uh, they all over Southern Miss, which made me feel pretty good because, you know, obviously Southern Miss, I think they're a SEC team, so that made me feel good. But they're not a top SEC team, so I wasn't really that, you know, that. I believe that they're actually Conference USA. I believe they're actually oh, Conference USA. I, I thought they were SEC. I could be wrong, but uh, but that's all unless right. Unless they uh, moved over the last couple of years, um, unless they moved over the last couple of years, they're conference, I believe they're Conference USA, if not lower. Uh, but not an SEC team. I'm pretty positive about it, and uh, I'll have my expert staff jump on that real quick and see if they can enlighten me as to uh, the conference affiliation of the – let's see, I can do it real quick. Uh, I've got a word coming in, and let's see. Let's see. We thought that they were Conference USA – Let's see who's in the conference. Yep, Southern Miss, 0-2 in Conference USA. They're yeah. in the uh, East Division well, of Conference USA, which I believe has about 94 teams in that conference, and I believe they range from uh, New Mexico all the way up to Maine. Uh, some of this college affiliation stuff is getting on my nerves, uh, all these conference hoppings and changing and renaming, and 
I want my old Southwest Conference back. <laughs> I yeah, want my I old agree. Big 12 back. <laughs> Give me the Big 8 and, uh, and uh, Pac-10 or, and, and, and start all over again. But, um, well, just think what Nebraska could do in, in the, big, the, the Big 12 right now. I mean, K-State loses uh, Oklahoma State. They're mediocre. I mean, but they're ranked higher than Nebraska. Uh, you know, I I have a lot of hope for my Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, you know, they're 2-0, but, you know, they played a pretty close game with the Wyoming last last uh, week. And uh, I have a lot of a lot of hope, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think my, my, my hopes and my prayers are going to be answered uh, come next week when they face US, UCLA. Uh, it's just... It's just so hard for uh, for the Cornhuskers to recruit anybody to, to Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, there's not much there. Um, that they're in no way, shape, or form ever going to be able to recruit the kind of players that uh, Alabama or uh, Arkansas or uh, Texas ever will be. There's nothing in Nebraska to bring these these players there. So they're playing with what they got, and uh, I'm excited to see what they have. So, but but Lincoln, Nebraska hasn't changed. Lincoln, Nebraska has always been Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, and we're probably going to run out of show time. And if we do, folks, I apologize, but I do want to make this point that Lincoln, Nebraska has always been Lincoln, Nebraska. But they they at one time their, their tradition was so strong with Coach Osborne uh, that that he didn't really have to recruit. It was more pick and choose, and he, had, he he never had a problem in the past getting quality players there. But, yeah, now it doesn't seem like that that love or that uh, respect for Nebraska is what it used to be. Uh, unfortunately, I believe the show has run out. Uh, I'm still going to talk just in case it isn't. You've been listening to the Motormouth Posey Radio Show with Zach and, and the man myself, Motormouth. Uh, thank you for listening in. We'll be back on the air Tuesday night at 11 o'clock. Hopefully you can tune in. Look forward to talking football some more. Hopefully you have a great game tonight. Thank you for listening in. Have a great evening and aloha. <laughs>